This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? This is the Six Man Show. It is August 9th, 2019, Friday night. You're here with your boys, Jonathan and Will. What's going on? As always... Uh, really, uh, tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern time, we started to record this podcast. My mic was not on, so we're yeah. kind of running back through <laughs> there some goes of this 10 here. Minutes. So just bear with us. It was three minutes and 26 seconds it's to felt be exact, more like 10. but that's okay. Anyways, tonight, um, you guys will have already seen this. Hopefully nothing crazy happens between now and Monday, but uh, 10 o'clock tonight, NBA TV, the USA men's basketball team is playing the USA men's select team. Uh, live from Las Vegas, it will be our first look at Jonathan Isaac since Game 5 of the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs around 1 where the Magic lost to the Raptors. Still kind of hurts a little bit, even though we lost to the champs. But Jonathan Isaac has put on a bunch of weight. We'll be yeah. able to see any you know improvements he's made to his offensive game, all that good stuff here. So, Will, I've already asked you this, but how was your week? It was okay. It, it was, was good. good. Yeah. Pretty uneventful. Yeah, nothing much happened this right, week. Right, right. So we've been talking about my dames that, I, and I've talked about this on Twitter, but, um, and you already know this because I've already said all this. You just said but it. These yeah, people, yeah. these people have not heard it. So, um, whatever. I bought the the mint green dame fives like two weeks ago from this guy on Kixify. I get a message a couple days later. Hey man, I'm really sorry, but those shoes are out of stock. Here's your money back. Yeah. So I find a guy on eBay. I had to pay like 20 bucks more, but I found a guy on eBay. Same shoes, bought them. A day later, I get a message. Hey, bro, I don't know what happened. I'm really sorry, but our invo- inventory is messed up. We actually don't have that shoe in your size. Here's your money back. I ended up off of uh, Champs. They were like 99 bucks. the black and red pair with 25% off that day. So I got them for like 75 bucks with tax and shipping. It was like close to 90 So yeah, those will be here Monday. I got some Strideline socks in the mail today. I saw some reviews on YouTube that they were like the best shoe, best shoe right now to play basketball in. So I ordered them. Then after like five days, looking at the tracking information, you guys might have saw this on Twitter, but... My, they had not shipped. So I reached out to, to Strideline via email. I tweeted at them three or four times. I'm pretty sure I DM them on Twitter. Their customer support is not good at all whatsoever. Yeah. I now have this the, the socks. Uh, they're here. They're on my table. And now like three, four days later since I initially reached out to them, I have heard nothing back. So I'm sure your customer service is great, but so far lately it's really been slipping Strideline. But if you want to support the show, you want to sponsor us, hit us up. We can make amends. We can work something out. Very nice. Okay. I think we're pretty much close to back to where we were. We did talk a little bit about you just went to Disney. Yeah. You went on the Tower of Terror. Yeah. And we were talking about that free fall feeling. Not the best feeling. And all my fellas out there, you know what I'm talking about in your unmentionables. When you're in a car somewhere and all of a sudden there's like a big dip or you're on a roller coaster or something similar to the Tower of Terror, you just get this feeling like the boys are just out of whack and it just does not feel good. You feel it in your stomach, you know? You feel it in your stomach, but me, it's like all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's going on down there? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's just a weird feeling, but I remember being like six years old back in the day when it was still MGM Studios and looking at that terror, that Tower of Terror and just thinking like for the rest of my life, the answer to that is going to be no. Like yeah. I'm never, ever, ever going on that. Well, my wife has been badgering me and I, I promise that the next time we go to um, 
what is it, Hollywood Studios yeah. now, because you know you have Disney passes, we have Disney passes, but we're going to end up going on the Tower of Terror next time, so I'll let you know my experience on that. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay, we are officially caught back up to where we were, and it took about three minutes and 50 seconds. Look at that. Yeah. So three minutes, we'll never get back. Will, I apologize. Okay, let's get into it. So what we've all been thinking about the last couple of days, we've all been kind of talking about amongst ourselves. You've heard it talked about on a few other podcasts now. Me and my boy Will have not really sat down and talked about it yet. But the shot heard around Magic Twitter, Markel Fultz is shooting jump shots. They're going in. His they look good. form looks somewhat similar to how it did in Washington. Will, where were you when it happened? What was your reaction? What are your thoughts? Um, somebody said something on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure who exactly said what, but I, I'm pretty sure I was at work and I just got the notification for it. So I saw it. I'm like, this guy, it looks clean. Yeah. Like off the dribble and stuff like that. So like I said before, though, you know, I'm still waiting to see it like in game, like shooting during practice and whatnot. Just, you know, chilling, you know, shooting hoops in the gym is different than in game situations and stuff like that. We'll see how his like his free throw shooting does and stuff like that. But it looks good. Well, the thing about it is that it was two separate clips, right? So this yeah. guy on Twitter, you know, at I think it's Mr. Marcus or or something to that effect. So he puts these videos up, and then uh, from one of uh, one of our followers, I I got a, a notification, um, you, you know, tagging me in the post. So I go to it. I see that you know one of the clips is at the Mamba Sports Academy out in L.A. Yeah. The other is at Dematha High School in the D.C. Maryland area where Markel went to high school, I believe Victor Oladipo also also went to high school there, uh, and where Markel Fultz was having his camp, you know, the last couple of days, the last, you know, couple of weeks or whatever. So that video was up maybe 30, 45 minutes before, like, Bleacher Report got a hold of it, started circulating it around, and then the next thing that you know, he takes that video down, a Twitter user is like, bro, what gives? And he's like, bro, he's like, it's not my problem, I just feel bad for the Magic intern. So... I don't know how that video got leaked. I don't know what exactly transpired for us to to be able to see that glorious piece of footage, but it looks like for the most part at that time the magic, you know, someone with the magic was asking people to take down that video. Yeah. When I saw the video go up, I've seen other videos of Markel that go up and then all and of a sudden they're down. taken down. Yeah. Don't really know as to why that happens, but I just kind of had a funny feeling, so I used the screen capture on the iPhone, saved those videos cropped them a little bit, uh, and then uploaded them to the Six Man Show Twitter because I, I knew that they were going to be gone, and I knew that you know it would, it would just be a way for other people to be able to come and see that. Yeah. With that being said, if someone from the Magic or from Markel Fultz's camp reached out to us and asked us to take that down, like we've posted certain things in the past, and we've been asked by you know other entities to take things down, and we have done that. I'm not going to get into specifics, but yeah. if you're listening, you know who you are. You probably don't listen to the show, but <laughs> that that's besides the fact. Um, but what what do you think about that? The fact that these videos go up and and then all of a sudden they're being taken down, you know, I, either from the Magic or from Markel. I don't know. I just it Orlando just wanted to keep it hush hush, you know, and just keep it quiet and not build like any kind of like um what's the word for it but yeah they don't want to hype it up too much to where there's like so much pressure for him um it's just easier for him to just continue to practice and get healthy and 
continue to grow without all the pressure of like, oh, is he going to start when the season starts? Um, and, you know, it's just like unnecessary pressure with if they keep on posting these videos. Um, so, you know, the fact that they're up, though, and then you take them down, it's like people have already seen them. And if Bleacher Report is like sharing it, like yeah, you know what's what's done is done. You know, yeah, if Bleacher it's already Report's up, not it's taking up. that down. It's if already it's up, it's if still it's up, up there. it's up. So, right. and then know. I got word from other people that it was like on like the local Orlando news and stuff. So it's out there, and I think they kind of got to the point where they're like, all right, it's out there. We're not going to get everybody to take this video down, and they maybe just gave up. That's yeah. I mean, there's no way for it to get completely taken down. It's anyways. the internet. Like, it's the internet. It's the internet now. One, like I said, once, once it's, it's up, up, it's up. It's up there forever. So, and we're probably I. I'm just going to say we're not that big of an outlet. So the magic, we're like, eh, who cares if 600 of their followers, which we're at 600 followers. Like, well, I mean, we're, we're, at we're more than 600. Well, I mean, we're at like 612 now, but we officially hit 600. It was kind of a, a big deal for us. We're a little bit excited about that. But the magic just probably didn't care. 617. Six, oh, 617. Look yeah. at us go. My question is, though, isn't it a little bit strange that we're still doing this? That like we're still trying to like, I don't. I don't want to say like shelter the situation. I'm not. I'm not talking about Markel. I'm just talking about the situation as a whole. Don't you think it's kind of strange that we're still like in this mode of like we don't want to hype it up. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. We're like six weeks away from training camp. Yeah. Like if if he's not ready, like at this point, which now it looks like he's going to be, it's just like it, it's kind of strange. So like let the fans get excited. We we like. I, I I went live on Twitter like right as it happened because I was just so excited. I wanted to share it with everybody and you know, all that stuff. I saw it. I audibly <gasps> like yeah. gasped at my desk. I stood up, walked right outside to watch the videos and then to to do that little broadcast. But it's like and and I said and some people might have taken this as like an overreaction. But I said if Markel Fultz like has like a jump shot that's like going in, it could change our franchise. Will it? That would be like overblowing it a little bit but could it absolutely 100% if Markel Fultz can be the Markel Fultz that Philadelphia thought they were drafting plus 75% of his jump shot that is a guy that can be like a multi-year all-star oh yeah that's a guy that could be like a a third potentially like a third or second all NBA kind of guy even if the jump shot isn't 100% there so it's like let us get excited like get get behind it like embrace it like that that's just that's just now, one do you, take do you think it's an orlando thing that like the magic themselves want to shelter him I honestly don't or know. is it for his now, i'm not ben- saying shelter him i'm just saying the whole the situation yeah, as but, a whole you know for him maybe it's like hey if we continue to post these videos like maybe for him the pressure might be too much at if, this moment if the pressure for him is too much then i think we have other concerns Okay. What do you think? I think so too, but like this people, situation has just been so weird. People say that his confidence is shot. I mean, and and any of you salty Philadelphia 76ers fans out there, and that's why when I made that video, I was like, can you taste the tears? Because there's kids out there, and I'm not going to name them because you, don't name you really, them. Don't you name really them, yeah. don't need any, any attention because you're a loser. I'm sorry. But they're they're legitimately actively searching for people on these social media, you know, platforms, whatever it is, Reddit, Twitter, whatever, 
to find people talking about Fultz in a positive light and then trying to drag him through the mud the best that they can because they cannot get over it. The kid did nothing wrong while he was there. We talked about the the Markel Fultz episode that we did a few weeks ago where there was some... There's different sides to the story as to what happened with Markel, whatever. You can argue that, but the kid hasn't played for your team in, in, in nine months. He hasn't been on your roster in six months. Like, get over it. It's over. It's done with. Yeah. Like, let it go. Yeah, when Dwight left and, and you know, we weren't happy about it, whatever, I didn't want him to succeed in L.A., but I wasn't looking for Lakers fans talking about Dwight and be like, you want to know something about Dwight? Let me tell you something about Dwight. He's garbage, this, that, and the third. Like, no, we weren't doing that. A guy leaves, get over it. So Philadelphia fans, go fly a kite, shovel sand. You can fill in the blanks there. You know what I'm saying. But, like, at, at this point, it's just... I, I lost where I was. Where was I? Markel. I blacked out. Salty I blacked Sixers out. fans. Yeah, you know. they are salty. But just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't understand the big deal. Like, why do fans have to, like, attack players of any team? Like, I'm not going to Phoenix fans and being like, well, Devin Booker is never going to win you a championship. Right. Blah, 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 or whatever. Like, you know, he left your team. Or he got traded. He didn't even leave. Like he got traded. There were some rumors that he did want to be traded, but what look true at, or look not at, true? He he's a guy that seems like he needs the ball. Ben Simmons has the ball. What all I'm the saying time. is Joel he didn't Embiid he didn't force himself out. He didn't pull Anthony Davis, talk to his his agent, and tell you know the team, hey, you know I only want to go to the Lakers. Like he didn't right. go. Oh, I only want to go to the Magic. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I don't understand why fans are going to be attacking like other players or other fan bases like players move from team to team all the time you know losers because they're losers well yeah that's that's all that i'm going to say about that anyways let's talk a little bit about like the actual shot the way that he looked like the mechanics all that stuff yeah man i it looks good right now i'm just watching this video on replay it's like the six second video i fell asleep to it last um, night yeah kidding, it's but that would the be a step back weird, looks but. clean too the thing that Man. I will say is like, so I think the very first shot from the uh, the Mamba, um, you know, Sports Academy, whatever it is there, um, the first shot that he took, uh, like from the top of the key, yeah, he that looked three. really really clean. Mm-hmm. It was like the, I think it's the second shot that he takes that's like more of like a mid range where it's like a couple yeah. dribble moves it's from the elbow on that one. It almost looks like I don't want to say a hitch. You got some but good it, memory. Yeah, I I really do. Um, but that set, I don't want to say it's a hitch, but something with the release just doesn't look as clean as I would like it to. It, it looks just a little bit unorthodox. That second shot, it, which doesn't make sense to me, because like, you know, you're you're shooting further from three, so you need more leg power to shoot from. That, that's where all your power comes from in your jump shot. But that mid range, it almost looks like he's shooting the ball like on the way down. Okay. Do you see what I'm talking about? You're watching it I right mean, now. I he's, mean, he's, he's rotating as he's taking the shot, so maybe that has something to do with but it. But do you, do you understand why I kind of had I see that opinion saying. of it? That yeah. for a split second, it looks like he's coming down, where you have optimal power at the very peak of your jump, and that's that's where you want to release the ball. Right, I'm not yeah. a shot doctor, and I'm not, you know, Drew Hanlon. Drew Hanlon, know, pure man, sweat. We're trying to get sponsors. If you want to sponsor the show, that, hit me up. To but. me, that shot looks clean. 
No, it look it does look good, really... but that's the only concern that I would have with it. When you look back at Philadelphia, like he was shooting the ball, like cocking his arms almost sideways, and almost had like a double pump to his shot before he would push the ball and then airball it right after. So what we're seeing is so far like improved from that. Yeah. If this is as good as it gets, as long as he can, can do that consistently, jump shot already looks better than like you know, Alfred Payton, for instance, like a point guard that we all desperately wanted to, you know, develop a jump shot that couldn't, his hair couldn't get out of his way, literally. Yeah. So if this is as good as it gets with the Markel Fultz jump shot, I'm I'm perfectly happy. As long as he's doing it consistently without pain, which doesn't look like he's in pain, looks like the guy's comfortable. As long as he can do that consistently, stay on the floor, we're ready to freaking rock and roll here. I'm I'm just ready to see it in game, because yeah, like, of course. If he can't do this in the game, it doesn't matter. Like if he if he's oh, not yeah. capable of doing this in the game, on a consistent it doesn't matter. Basis, he's got to stay on the court. So I just want to see it in game, even if it's like a a, a preseason game scrimmage, whatever. I want to see him in a Magic uniform, taking these shots, playing five on five, seeing how he does, running up and down the court. But for right now, I mean these. The shots are going in. They look clean. You know, his handles are nasty, too. Yeah, he's a beast. So, I'm excited. We've well, said this a million times, but let's say it again. Even if the kid cannot shoot, if he can stay on the floor consistently, the handles, the size, the athleticism, the ability to finish around the rim, the passing, the playmaking, like, just give us all of that. That's what we're here for, Markel. Jeff, John, buddies, yeah. pals. That's all we need. We don't need this kid to be a great shooter. If he's a great shooter, that's the icing on the cake. DJ Augustine was not a, a huge focal point of, of our offense. When he doesn't have the ball in his hands, I mean, I think the guy shoots something like 45% or or, some, or close to 50% on spot-up threes. Yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't have the ball. He helps you space the floor, but he's not a huge focal part of the offense. Yeah, there's other guys on the team that I'm more worried about taking shots and making them than Markel. Well, DJ's got nice handles. Like, we saw it, I can't even count how many times last year, but we just, like, dice up the, the defense and get to the rim, but then he's just too small to finish. So he would just bring the ball out underneath the basket and wrap back out around and get back into the offense. Yeah. If we got Markel with those handles and that size and that athleticism just dunking on people, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what we potentially have with this kid. And then if he starts shooting threes, forget about it. It's a wrap. It is a legitimate WRAP. It's a wrap. Dude, let's see what That's happens, a hot man. take. I'm coming in hot. It's been a long work week. Oof. I'm tired. But if Markel Fultz can get on the floor and stay on the floor, it is going to change this team. And if he can oh, hit jump sure, shots, yeah. it is going to freaking transform this franchise. Take that to the bank. <laughs> Quote me on that. I don't care. It's a fact. I might be getting too hype. That's my middle name. Yeah. I overreact. Yeah. I get too excited. That's fine. the only it's way fine. I know how to live my life. Get over mm-hmm. it. All right, man. Okay. Yell at me. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm just talk- I'm oh, talking. I'm okay, talking to the okay. to not not the no, haters know, out there, know, but some people are like, eh, still like we did. I think I did a like a poll like right when it happened. Like, can we get excited now? I feel like I'm doing this all the time. Like, you know, we we saw him, you know, doing some stuff a couple weeks ago, like the dunk, and I was like, oh, can we get excited now? And people were like, no. Yeah. Can we get excited now? And I think like 96 percent or like 88 percent or something like that said yes, we can get excited now. So I'm excited now. I cannot wait. Last question about Markel. Do you think we see him in preseason? 
I hope so. If he's playing like this already, I, hope, I would hope, I hope that we see him his in preseason. preseason debut is October 13th in Orlando against the Philadelphia 76ers. That would be hot. That would be the most hot thing ever. Yep. Maybe not hot. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's got a little bit of a stigma to it, but whatever. Okay, before we get into fan questions, I've been getting raked over the freaking coals all week oh, because yeah. of go, our fantasy draft that we ahead. did last week. First things first, I would just like to say, we had a fantasy basketball league last year, like amongst you know friends and family, you know the way that everybody does it. My boy Will here won the whole thing. So yep. he's got a solid track record when it comes to this type of thing. I shouldn't have underestimated him going into it. I mean, your team got banged up, didn't it? Yeah, people people are hating on my team. I think we had like 19. I asked, what team is better, Will or Jonathan's? And like out of the 19 or 20 people that answered, I think two of them picked my team. No, I'm saying your uh, your fantasy team, like our actual league. Oh, in fantasy league? Oh, yeah, I you, drafted you LeBron, and he like missed you yeah. know crazy amount of time. And that's basically what did me. And, I, and then I picked Boogie Cousins up last year in like the 13th round and stashed him. Oh, yeah. um, which was pretty smart, but I thought he was going to come back and be a little bit bigger of a, of a factor for the Warriors. Didn't necessarily turn out to be true, but I still made the playoffs. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not mad about it. I'm happy that you made it, my boy. Uh, some of you see me talking to him on Twitter all the time. He likes to hate on the Magic, my boy Laker Nate. That's not really his name. He goes by Nate So Swavy on Twitter. But we've had a, a few exchanges. Some of you had, uh, have helped me talk crap to him about Kyle Kuzma versus Aaron Gordon. Shouts out to my Twitter fam. Um, but he, I think, came in second. You he beat came him in, in second, the championship. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know. Because he was picking up players dude, and that, dropping them That dude right. was a waiver wire warrior yeah. last year. Sorry, Nate, if you're listening to this, this year I'm putting a restriction on that because I don't have time to be on the waiver wire 24-7, and you were just killing people like that last year. I can't be mad at you. The rules were the rules. You were playing within the rules. This year we're going to tweak them a little tweak bit. Tweak it a little bit, yeah. Don't be salty at me. You're, you still did really well last year. You'll do well this year. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. My team was getting crushed, the fantasy team that we drafted of like you know past Magic players. Like I said, out of like 20 people that gave us their opinion – 99% of them took Will's team. And and I'll admit it, I'm a man. I can admit when I'm wrong. Will's team is the better team. There's no way around that. What it really comes down to is a couple things. Will had the first pick. First pick is obviously Shaq. There's no way around that. But then what was I going to do? I mean, like to me, T-Mac is clearly the second pick. T-Mac's second pick. T-Mac's the yeah. second pick. And then what were you going to do? Were you going to take Dwight and Shaq? No, that no. would be silly. So you took Penny. Right, so then I'm looking at my board. I'm like, oh snap! I need a point guard. Really, to me, two the two best point guards in Orlando Magic history, Penny Hardaway, Jameer Nelson. So I went with Jameer Nelson. Then Will comes with Rashard Lewis, and at that point, I'm like, oh snap! What do I do? I already had a guy who, in my my eyes, score the the basket at any time. Right, where I really went wrong was not picking up Hito. I went Dennis Scott, Will went Hito Turkaloo, and then from then on, it was just all downhill for my team. I kind of saved myself with the Stevie franchise pick with the last pick of the draft, which honestly was low-key sneaky because we really didn't have him on the list, and I just pulled that out of, out yeah. of thin air. So I apologize for that. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I want you guys to put some respect on my team's name, okay? Will had the I better team. I mean, your team. team's not bad. Will, I don't. It's I appreciate solid. it. You've been my best friend since sixth grade, it's but I got team. this. I don't need you to defend solid me here. Team. I'm defending myself. Will has the better team. Let's just get that out of the way. But 
as far as points per game go, I think it's much closer than people realize. I sat here, I looked at each player, their highest scoring points per game season with the Orlando Magic of each team, and I added that all together. Will's team, points per game, best season that they've had as an Orlando Magic player, all added up, adds up to 173.2 points per game. Now, we understand that roles are different. You would never have a team scoring 173 points per game in an NBA season unless they make 30-minute quarters or whatever, 20-minute quarters, whatever. My team, however, came in at 172.4. So it's really points per game, only a difference of 0.8 points per game. I mean, a couple things, like what was I supposed to do? Like Shaq was gone, Dwight was gone, Vooch was gone. Like what what realistic centers that could could I have taken? I went marching Gortat. Now, marching Gortat, in my memory, scored point more points a game than he does in, in reality. I thought he was somewhere around like eight or nine points a game. Reality with the Magic, his best season was three point eight. You points know, a I kind of thought the same with uh, Mikhail Petrus. You know, I thought he scored a little bit more than no nine nine point four yeah. points a game with his, his best. But his year defense is a, a Magic back player. Then, so. so and then and then Bo Outlaw, I thought he was probably going to be somewhere around like twelve to thirteen points a game. So I, I do think Bo Outlaw is a little bit better than people give him credit for. But nine point five points a game, not crazy. But these are the two that I really think people are sleeping on: Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson. Because when it really became like the the Shaq and Penny show, they they kind of not were forgotten about, but obviously weren't like the faces of the franchise. Nick Anderson, those first couple years without Shaq, his best season, 19.9 points a game, right at 20 points a game. Dennis Scott, another guy, 19.9 points a game, his best season as a Magic player. Yeah. So don't sleep on Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson. If you're doing that, you need to wake up. Stop with the ambient on Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson. I don't, I don't they were fired in their own right. No, they are. I don't think so. They're sleeping on them, and I'm sick and tired of it. I'm not really sick and tired of it. But my team was getting trashed all week, so I had to come on and try to defend my boys a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and this is what I'm going to say. I'll let you keep going. Like, keep Shaq going. was a beast, right? Let, Shaq is arguably the most dominant center in the history of basketball. Okay. Right? He – now, nobody kill me for this. I'm not saying that Dwight would stop Shaq. Not even close. Because oh, he wouldn't. But he would slow him down a little bit. Maybe instead of 29 points a game, maybe he's somewhere like 25. Yep. 25 points he a game. He would slow him down, and that's why Shaq has so much problems with Dwight. Because he knows that Dwight could have been better than, than Shaq. Whoa. No, that Shaq would say it himself. That's why Shaq has issues with Dwight. That he never reached his potential. Dwight never reached his potential. You know, a big guy like that, Shaq, that barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken for Dwight Facts. all the time. So. <sighs> Damn you, Kobe. We could have had a finals championship. <laughs> I hate Kobe. I hate the Lakers. I think I've said it before. I hate the Lakers. Yeah, Will really hates the Lakers. Um, I mean, I, you know. Real quick. I'm, real qu- I'm a LeBron fan, admittedly. So yeah, you are. What if, if the Lakers win, I won't be that mad. But I would. I know you would. It's okay. I hate the Lakers. What now, were you real say? quick. One player, if you had to take one player off your team and add another player, who would it be? Because I'm thinking somebody in my head right now that I have no idea how we, we missed them. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I can tell you right now, I take Gortat off my team and replace him with you. <laughs> like, I mean, I love, we all love Gortat. He was one of the best backup centers in the league at that time. But for these purposes where it's a competition, I'm trying to have the better team. Like, who would you put? 
Tony Batie, I mean, God, give me anybody that scores four points a game. Give me anything more than what Gortat's giving me. We didn't add Victor Oladipo to this list. Okay, to be fair though, Vic was solid when he was here, but like he's not, any, he was not anywhere near the player that he is now. No, but we didn't need him to be. What was that. he like? Eighteen points a game in his best when he was here. I, you know, I would take Ray for Austin off. I'd take Mikael Petris. I'd probably put him over JJ. Victor Oladipo. That's fair. But to be honest, like when we think about Magic players right now, like I think of all-time greats. I think of Dwight, Shaq, Penny, Jameer, the guys that took us to the finals, and then you know some of the heart and hustle guys, um, you know guys from the '90s, all that good stuff. And then I think about guys that are on the team now. Like I don't think of if we if we wanted to, will you know we could take out Terrence Ross and put in like Aaron Aflalo. Is is that really such a bad answer when we're just talking about guys that had their very best season in Magic? You know, well, not very best seasons, but a lot of these guys we're talking about their best season as a Magic player. So, like, if we're talking about that, you can easily put Aaron Aflalo on there instead of Mikael Petras. No offense. Yeah, but Oladipo, sixteen points. Is that at his best? Four assists. Almost five. We're rebounds. not talking about the assists and the rebounds because then your team would really put mine to shame. I'm just. Going I'm just saying that's why. Because that's it's a why number I would take, that helps me out to make my team look almost as good as yours. I'm just saying. I'm not worried about how that. How do we leave him off the list? We didn't even bring him up. This guy, he he was because we're idiots. Hey. Okay. Are we done talking about yeah, this? We're your done. team we're is better done. than mine. Congratulations. Yeah. Maybe we're we'll done. do this again someday. You won the coin toss, so you so won. So you could just thing. take my team. Well, just like just like the Patriots last year. Yeah, basically take your team. <laughs> take my team. The Patriots in in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs, they won the coin toss. They went down, scored a touchdown. Game's over. You won the coin toss. You got Shaq. Game's over. All right. If Let's talk about feel. the Giants for two point two seconds. Did you watch the Jets and Giants last night? Mm, no. Nah. Well, I was not. I'm a Giants fan. For any of you that out there that don't Did know, they win. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, it's preseason. Who cares if they won? But I was not happy with the Daniel Jones pick when we took him at six. That kid on that one drive last night looked lights out. It's one drive. It's against mainly the Jets secondary, but I was just ecstatic that he didn't look terrible. So I rep the Giants. You rep with the Bucks, right? For the most part, and, I mean a hometown team. So a little you don't bit. you don't really get that into the NFL. You're more of a fantasy guy. Yeah, I like the NFL as a whole. Yeah, right. I'm not like a one team. You got to pick guy. a like team. That's just wrong. Eh. You know our, mm. our boy Todd. Yeah, Todd. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. You probably don't. But dude has been a Bills fan as long as I've known him for his entire life. His family is from Alden, which is a, a town right outside Buffalo. He has gotten sick and tired of the Bills, and now he's like, you know what? I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield. I'm rooting for the Browns. Is it, he really? It don't work like that. Am I right? You d- no. Wait, wait. I told him today. I said he's bro, not. Rocking with the Bills no he's more? He's rocking with the Bills, but he's boycotting them right now because he thinks their coach is trash, which he might be. He thinks the organization trash, which I think they are. They are. So, anyways, I told him, I said, it's it's not like a relationship that when things are going bad, you just get to walk away from. No, you got to sit there and suffer with everybody else. They've been suffering for so it long, though. And then when your team's actually good again, then you get to revel in their success. Remember our, our, our episode, Unbridled Joy? When yeah. the Magic beat the Celtics in Boston? You know how upset I on would that, be? What was that, an April Listen, night? 
if the magic we celebrated like it was the Super Bowl. Yes. Because we have but, been through the rough times, and now we have seen the Phoenix rise from the ashes. We went to the finals 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. The Bills lost four straight <laughs> Super Bowls <laughs> and haven't been back since. They haven't been relevant since. All right. I'd be so upset. Anyways. I would have left that team a long time ago. This is not an NFL podcast, but... My point is, you don't just get to jump back on the bandwagon when your team's doing good again. I've, you either roll with the punches or you get lost. I think it's a little different, though, because they've no. been super bad like, for a very long time. I disagree with that. Okay, last thing that we're going to talk about, well, let's just get into the fan questions, shall All right. we? All right, let me pull this up. We got some fan questions here. Let's go through these. Okay. Oh, we did not talk about this here. ESPN's The Jump. This is from our boy E to the dub, Eli W off of Twitter. ESPN's The Jump will be at Disney Springs for the opening of the NBA experience on Monday. Excuse me, I just burped up some microwave nachos. Aaron and Mo are confirmed to be guests. Do you think this is when our rebrand or new jerseys will be released? I know I'm going to try to make it there to watch the show live. Do I think so? No. Why? I don't think so either. I don't think they do it on The Jump or like... At a Disney experience, or it's downtown. the NBA experience. Yeah. That's more Aaron of a. Aaron and Mo are just going to be there because it's the closest NBA team and it's convenient. It's an NBA event. Yeah, by, I don't you know. No, yeah, I don't think they're going to make counts, that. A, I don't think they're going to do event. that on ESPN. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say corny, but would that be kind of corny to do live on ESPN on the jump? When there's 29 other teams that That's are also going to be having New Jerseys this year, I don't think it'd be corny, but. Like maybe that's, corny it's is not a bad the right word. time. I, yeah, that's not the right. It's a time bad or place move. So, to do it. Eli, my man, um, I'll try to record that if I can. So if I see you on the jump, man, that that'll be dope. But uh, thank you for the question, man. Thank you for listening to the show. From our guy from the zone. So at the zone, BB. What do you think is Steve Clifford's greatest ability as a coach, and what do you think his biggest flaw is? Well, I'm going to take the first part. Well, the second part of this one. His biggest flaw. His biggest flaw, I think, is at times like. Like the end game kind of stuff. I think sometimes, I don't want to say necessarily his, the lineups that he goes with, I like more so just like the substitutions. Okay. For instance, and, and we ranted about this on one of our first uh, episodes of the podcast, right after the All-Star break, we're in Chicago. Uh, I think it's a, a tie game with under, you know, 20 seconds left or something like that. Vooch is out of the game. Robin Lopez gets checked back into the game. Doesn't realize that Robin Lopez has been brought back into the game. Yeah. Doesn't sub Vooch back in. Some, I think it was Zach Levine takes a shot. Robin Lopez gets the ball, tips it back in. And at that point, the game is basically over. Clifford, after the game, admitted he didn't realize that that happened at the end of the game, that Robin Lopez came back in, and that was kind of on him. So sometimes late game situations is kind of rough. And then... I mean, this is the thing that I love about him, also kind of hate about him, is that he just sticks with his rotations no matter what is going on. Like, sometimes, like, Evan Fournier would just be, like, taking bad shots and taking bad shots, and he would just kind of ride with Evan, where at times it's like, come on, just pull that dude. Let's let's go to something else. Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, I agree with that, like, as a negative. Right. You know, the rotations. But, like, as a positive, I would say, like, being able to build a culture. Like, his Facts, first year 100%. coming in. We go we go to the playoffs, um, and just building just guy you know the players love him from the from the beginning. He had a good relationship with them since the start of a uh, you know training camp from last year, um, during the summer. Him getting the job, talking to the players, seeing how they're doing, just 
getting to know them before he even steps foot back in Orlando and all this stuff, like being able to build a culture, being able to get these guys to work together. And then one year, boom, make it to the playoffs. hundred percent. I would say his, his ability to build a culture, build relationships with the players, build a fundamental, you know, a, a foundation rather of accountability. Yeah. I mean, we saw early in the year, Aaron Gordon, you know, took a, some kind of fadeaway jumper or something to that effect. It was a bad shot. Or maybe it was even like a, a pull-up three in transition. Clifford immediately calls a timeout and rips Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's like, yo, coach, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah. And seeing the guys respond to that and not just kind of withdraw and pull away from the coach and really embrace what he's saying, I think that's huge that he's able to do that. His ability to, to create like a defensive scheme, a way to play, just all that stuff like you're talking about building a culture. So those are what we think is his his greatest you know strength and, and yeah. his biggest weakness right now last question here from magic sam on twitter at jj 4 t12 win 10 <laughs> you got a complicated twitter handle my guy uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier but who do you think told the guy who filmed fultz shooting to take the video down so we had a couple theories whether it's the magic or whether it's fultz in your heart of hearts who do you think it was i I think it was probably Fultz's like camp. Somebody in there told him to take it down. Why? That's, I have no idea. I just don't think that the team would be like, "Hey, take this down." I mean, they could, right? Yeah. But I feel like what's, I don't know. Like I, if it's up, it's up. Like you, you, I don't think the team cares as much as like his camp would. You, you know? honestly just changed my mind in the two seconds because I was getting ready to say I think the magic, yeah, told people. Well, I mean, I think we have kind of confirmed evidence that there was a magic intern telling people to take that video down. But where that initially came from, whether it was Fultz or the magic, I was going to say the magic. But why why did the magic care if there's a, a video of Markel Fultz working out? Why would like, they care? Like sense. their fans are getting super excited about. Yeah. You know, and just like other players, like other players around the league in like situations throughout the league that happens, it's always like the players camp right. did this. The agent did this. Right. Like or it's on their Instagram. Yeah, or it's whatever. not like directly the team said, Hey, take that down. So why why do you think though that Markel or his camp would want that video See, down? I don't know. This is the thing. Like it's just he's been so, away from the game okay, for so long. This is coming full circle now. I went on that rant and this is why. Seventy Sixers fans are saying that this kid will be in the fetal position once he sees that somebody saw that video of him just talking all kinds of junk sideways out their mouth. Say that to your mama, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But to me, it's like the the posts and things that he makes, to me, doesn't seem like a kid that's lacking confidence. Like the, oh, doubt me now, watch when you switch up, like that kind of stuff. To me, that doesn't speak to a kid that doesn't have confidence in his abilities on a basketball court. Or confidence in anything for that matter. So it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I feel like sometimes when players post stuff like that too much, it's like they're trying to sell it instead of just, you know, doing it. Maybe. Like when, when Kevin Durant posts like all his stuff. Well, that kid, like, he posts from a burner account. That's a little different. But I'm just different. saying like he, like he wants other people to believe it so much that he continues to just post it instead of just like go out and do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like not a lot of of the best players in the league are like posting, you right. know, don't doubt me. Don't blah, 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 all this, like, you know, haters stay away stuff. So, you know, 
I would like to see a little bit less of that and just him continue to grind, play. I would just like to see him post the videos. That would really get me excited. Yeah, you notice that too. He never like it never comes from him. It's always sweaty face, wiping the face with a towel like it was today, or the shoes, yeah, or other people in the background playing basketball. I don't know. It's strange. We don't want it with the jump shot, with all this stuff, with his posts, with it getting taken down. Let's not jump to conclusions. All we can do is speculate. Some people hate that. I personally like it. We don't have anything else to talk about right now, so we might as well talk about this. So, yeah, you like that? You don't like it? At least you listen to the show. We really appreciate that. So that's the fan questions. Um, guys, I mean, every week or so, I, I tell you guys, hey, we're recording an episode. Give me your questions. Send us questions whenever you guys want. We can either yep. talk about it on Twitter or we can save it and, and answer the questions on the, on the podcast. Either way, we like interacting with you guys. It's a lot of fun. But, Will, I don't really got anything else. No, that's it. You either. Tonight, 10 o'clock, make sure you guys watch. Well, I mean. Really, this is going to be three nights ago by the time that you guys hear it. But go back in time. Make sure you watch the Las Vegas scrimmage of the USA team. And uh, we'll talk about that next week, I'm sure. We'll see You know how Jonathan Isaac does. Stat line for tonight. Jonathan Isaac, go. Um, 15, 11. 15, 11. I'm going to go 14, 7, and 7. Oh, you're throwing assists in there, too? 14, 7, and 7. With like how many minutes he's playing? Ooh, like he's playing 20? twenty-one minutes and thirteen seconds. Ooh, is it a forty-minute game? I don't know how long those games I don't are. Know. I don't know. Let's say it's twenty. It's two twenty-minute halves. I'm gonna say he. If it's two twenty-minute halves, he plays nineteen minutes and twenty-one seconds. Yeah, I'm gonna say my favorite between number. twenty-one, like seventeen to twenty-one. If he plays nineteen minutes, I'm gonna say thirteen points, five rebounds, four assists. Two blocks, a steal, shoots two of two from the three-point line. Two of two? And two of two from the free throw. I was going to ask you how many threes he was going to take. There we go. I think he takes about three threes. How many does he make? At least two. At least two. Okay, I can live with that. 60% from 60 Although we saw a video. That That boy's still taking too long to get into his jump shot. Yeah, his shot's not. I will say that. But he, he, he catches the ball and then bends down. That's what I'm saying. He needs you, to you gotta be, be ready to he go. He needs to be ready. He's that's the one thing. And he might you know, he's putting on so much weight, maybe he's looking in like working on his dribble moves and just getting to the rim better, which I do think he needs to do. But at some point he's definitely gotta learn to get into that shot faster. He's so tall. Yeah. I mean, that is the benefit. He's so tall he can probably still shoot over anybody. But even if a guy's seven foot tall, you're bringing the ball that low. Uh, a decently sized guy gets his hand in there. He can block that no problem. So, Judah, if you're listening, you just got to get into that show better, shot better. If you're listening to this, come on the podcast. Don't be shy. You're not a shy guy. But I just, don't think he's a shy guy. Just come guy. on the show. But we don't have anything else, guys. Uh, we, we did put up a, a new design on the sixmanshow.com slash shop. Long boys. This team is full of length. That term has been thrown around Twitter a whole bunch. Uh, we just thought it was a, a cool design. So if you guys like that, go cop it. Support the podcast any way that you'd like to. Ratings, reviews, it's all a really big help. Uh, but until next time, this has been your boys, Jonathan and Will. We'll see you on the this next is one. The Six Man Show. And Will said it we'll, best. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!